If you have your Bibles this morning, I want us to go back to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, we had read last Sunday morning uh, these scriptures here, but I, I want to go back to it this morning and uh, expound a little bit more on these passages of scripture. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35. I've got a lot of scripture I want to read here this morning, but I want to talk to you this morning is about what I had started a few weeks ago, speak to believe. We got to understand there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Uh, I went a couple of weeks ago doing some hospital visiting and some people that has been affiliated with our church and then some other people and uh, going to a couple of people's homes, talking to them. And sometimes when you get out of fellowship, you lose focus on the purpose. Every one of us has a purpose for the kingdom of God. And there are situations that changes and we, we get kind of, uh, I, call, I call it relaxed in, in our little way that we want to get caught up in. But I want you to know whether you're at church or whether you're uh, at work, whether you're just at home doing something, don't allow your words to be what the, what the enemy wants you to say. Don't say negative, say positive. Amen. Say positive. Don't, I mean, and sometimes we, we think on things and it's, it gets so pressure on our, our thinking mode. We just give in and we say, well, whatever, let's don't say whatever. Let's speak what we want to come to pass. Amen. Uh, like Zach was talking to me a little bit this morning about, uh, Amy, uh, was having some, uh, complications and he said, that's the reason I was late. He said, I was praying and I was believing. And what he was doing, he was binding the enemy. You know, the devil don't mind who he picks on. But you know what? We got to recognize our power that we have over the enemy. Right. Amen. So we cannot always give in. But I want us to look here this morning, a very familiar passage of scripture here when Jesus was in the, in the boat. But let's start in verse 35. Excuse me, in Mark chapter 4, it says, And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even in, as he was in the ship, and there was also with them other little ships. And this is a verse I want to start with this morning. And there arose a great storm of wind. All right, I want you to get this here. The wind. We, we talk about damaging hurricanes and everything. We, we, first thing we picture is how hard the winds are going to blow. All right, I want you to, to look at this with me here this morning. It says, and there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Without the wind blowing, the water would not get into the boat. The water was not the problem. The wind was the problem. The enemy is trying to blow. And what he's trying to do, he's trying to blow things 
situations in our lives to cause us to get discouraged. The wind, it blew the water in the boat and it wasn't the, the water, it was so much, it could not, the water could not get in the boat, let me say this, without the wind, the turbulence of the wind. Without the enemy blowing situations in our lives, the situation we can handle, but it's how he, Brother David, blows those things in our lives. He, 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 he brings those things in our lives unexpectedly. Yeah. Amen? I mean, the, the disciples was in the boat and here, man, the wind started blowing and, and it wasn't so much the wind, but when the water began to blow in the boat, the Bible said, and the boat got to the place where the boat was full. Then they, listen to what I'm thinking to say here, they wasn't so much concerned about the wind. They said, when they went and woke Jesus up, they said, first thing they said, we're, our boat is full of water. We're about to go down. I'm breaking this down. It wasn't, they didn't say, the winds begin to blow and it blew water in the boat. They said, no, the boat is full of water. See, the enemy blows something in our lives, a situation that floors us. It catches us unexpectedly. We begin to freak out. It's, it's in our lives, the situation that we're facing. It's in our lives. Now what are we going to do? We got to do one thing. We got to resist the one that blew it in there. Because the one that blew it in there is going to try to keep it in there. Y'all got to get this, this picture that I'm trying to paint for you this morning. See, the enemy wants to bring things suddenly. But you got to realize in this place here, I want us to look in, in one verse here. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, let's start in verse 7. When you get there, say, praise the Lord. Now listen to this right here. 1 Peter chapter 5 starting in verse 7. Cast all your cares upon him. Everybody understand that. Release your care, release the responsibility that you don't know what to do with. Y'all should have said amen right there because we all get in situations that comes our way. Now what am I going to do? What can... How am I going to handle this? I wanted to give you this scripture here because he says right here, cast not just part of your problem, but he said, Brother David, cast all your cares upon him. Why should we, and, and I want to say this right here, first you've got to have a relationship with him before you can cast your cares upon him. Because if you don't have a relationship with him, you, you, you left alone like, well, now what do I do? I've got all this 
myself. But if you have a relationship with him, Brother David, you learn what the Word says, what uh, Brother Zach was talking this morning. I've got wisdom of the Word. The Word says, cast my cares upon him. And if I can, if in, in other words, when you, when you cast your cares upon him, what you're doing, you're giving it to him. You can't hold it. You can't say, well, Lord, help me through this, and you keep hanging on to it. Amen? We, you know, it, it's, it's, we get it. There's things that happen, and we want better, but we lack control. Come on. We like controlling. We, well, uh, they work for me or they live with me or they my daughter or they my son or they my grandchildren or whatever. So I like authority. So I'm going to just put up with them so I can tell them what to do. That ain't what God called us to do. God called us to give instructions. Brother David, I've been in situations, I didn't know what to do, but Brother Tex, I knew what the Word says. If you can't handle it, cast it on Him. Re in other words, it says, don't try to fix it, release it. It's easy, let me, let me tell you this right here. It's easier to release it than it is to hold on to it. Yeah. Amen? You cannot do it within yourself. The Bible said, when man is what? impossible but through God what why do you think he said cast all your cares he didn't say cast part of them because you can handle the rest the things that you can't handle brother Tex you turn it give it to God that ain't what he's saying he said cast all your care in other words even the little bitty things even the things that you sweep under the rug and, and you say, well, it'll be better next week or next month when, you know, the finances are going to get better, so I'm going to just sweep this under the rug. The family's going to get better, so I'm going to just sweep this under the rug. No, he says, cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because listen to what it says right here. For he does what? He cares for you. He's concerned about your spiritual being. What is going on in your life? He is concerned about that. Why? Because he, uh, Philippians talks about over there that God shall do what? Supply all your needs according to what? Okay, he's rich. And he gave his son as to purchase us back. He didn't, let me say this right here. He didn't send some old broke kid to, per, per, to per, uh, uh, purchase us back. He sent the king's kid, Brother Tex. He sent the best that he had, his only begotten son, Brother David. He sent the king's kid came to purchase me back. Y'all got to get this here. Now I want to give you this right here. When we learn to cast all our cares upon him. I want you to write this down here because this is going to help you later on. When you learn to cast all your cares upon him and when you understand that this scripture is talking about right here, why? Because he cares for me. What this does, now listen to this. This brings well balanced. This balances you out. You're well balanced. In other words, Brother David, you got confidence in him. 
you balance out. Things, man, it's starting to get better. I, I see daylight at the end of the tunnel, you know, the old saying that we, we talk about. But see, when you learn to cast your cares upon him, why? Because he cares for me. What you do, you get to a place, you get balanced out. See? Because if you don't get balanced out, now listen to this next verse right here. If you don't get balanced out, this is what he's saying right here. He said, be sober. In other words, when you get balanced out, you get your right mind. You get sober, Brother John. You get your equilibrium. You know, uh, Joseph gets on to me a lot of times. I'll be, we'll be working on something, and I'll, I'll get under the truck. And, and if I lay down on my back very long, man, the, it starts spinning. And Joseph, he'll make some comments of me. Get on out from under there, you old man. You can't handle it. You know, he's, he said, let me do it. You know, just making remarks, you know. But I get out, Brother Tex, and I'm having to hold on to something for a few minutes because I'm spinning, see. And when you're not balanced, you spin. But he's telling us right here in this next verse, be sober. Be yourself. Be, be confident of what you're saying and what, you're, and what he's saying right here, you be comfortable in what you're saying. He said, you're relating everything to him, so be sober about this. Be in your right mind. Release all of it. Because it, it goes on to this part right here. Be sober, be vigilant. And listen to what this says right here. Be awake and very watchful. Be vigilant. Be awake, be aware of the attack that's going on. Be watchful. Because let me tell you one thing. How many understands if the devil can't get you one way, he's not going to give up easy. He's going to try to come back with something else. But he said, be watchful. Be aware of the attack of the enemy. Why? Because listen to what it said right here. Because your adversary, the one is out to destroy you. Your adversary. Who is your adversary? The devil. Your enemy. If God be for me, it don't matter who comes against me. Okay? But he said this right here. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, okay? He didn't say he was a roaring lion. He's acting like he is a roaring lion. He's acting like huffing, puffing, going to blow your house down. You know what I'm saying? Come on, folks. We know the little story of the three little pigs Man, he come and he blew some of them house. But that last one, that brick house, you must be grounded and rooted in the word and you must have a solid foundation where it don't matter what the devil said, he can roar, he can blow. Understand, the wind can blow, but it cannot devour. I'm going to get to some, some more of this right here. Walks, now understand this right here. He walks about. What is he walk? What is he doing? Seeking whom he may devour. Can I say this right here? The enemy has power, but he don't have power over you. That wind blew in the boat. Let's go back over here to this here. Back over to Mark. The wind blew the water in the boat. But when the water began to fill the boat up, they began to panic, okay? 
when things come our way, we, we don't know how to handle, I mean, unaware, we panic. We freak out, okay? All right? But now listen to what it says here in this, in this verse. As the winds are in verse 38. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillar, and they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not? Do you care if we perish or not? In other words... But now let me go on to verse 39 and I'm going to pick this on up here. And he arose and I talked about a little bit of that last Sunday morning. We got, it's time for us to rise up. Okay. And he arose and he did what? He said, he spoke. What is my, what is my topic of this this morning? Speak to believe. When Jesus arose and he went to the front of the boat and he, and he, the Bible said, and he said unto what? The seas. What control, can I say this right here? What controlled the seas? The wind. He spoke to the, to the, to the sea and says, listen to what I'm going to say. Peace be still. He took, y'all listen to what I'm going to say. He took control of the situation of the thing that filled the boat up, the water. Listen, listen to this right here. He didn't, sp he first spoke to what? The seas. Y'all got to get this in your spirit. We got to take control of the situation that is, is, is trying to force itself on us. The water was trying to force itself and, and sink that boat. But first he spoke to what? He spoke to the sea and listen to what he said. Peace be still. All right? In other words, the wind had no longer, y'all got to get this right here. The wind had no longer control over the sea. The wind was still a blowing. Understand that. But first, Brother David, he said, we got to stop the source that's carrying us down. The problem. The problem. The water was in the boat, Sister Pam, and they was, they was I understand, me and Joseph knows what this is like. I've, I shared a little bit of that with, with our boat experience. But when you're in a boat, Brother Tex, if you're out there bass fishing and you begin to look and you, you there's been getting a little bit more water in there than ordinary. You start to look, well, how's this water getting in here? There's got to be a source. Y'all got to get this in here. Man, this is just bubbling in my spirit. There has to be a source forcing that water in there. It might be a little hole. Man, Sister Teresa, we've been doing some stuff at our house, and we had some boys redone some of our uh, bathroom here not too long ago. And uh, Sister Teresa, and y'all have seen them before, she put like a little foot tub in, in the bathroom to wash your hands, you know, with a fancy little faucet and everything, and build her a, a little vanity for that bucket to sit in. And other days, I mean, this hadn't been in there uh, four or five months. And uh, one day last week, she said, uh, we got a problem. And I was like, Mayday, Mayday. <laughs> when my wife calls, we got a problem, we're going down. <laughs> mayday, Mayday. <laughs> but she, she said, 
there's a leak in that bucket. And I said, it can't be. It ain't that old. She said, there, it's a little bitty drip in the bottom of that bucket. I can see where it's dripping on the floor. And first thing I thought, the drainage, you know, the, the fitting on the drainage, you know, had come. I said, honey, I'll take care of it. I said, we're not going to sink. You know, I said, we're not going down. And so I got home. Y'all know that's the best thing to tell you why. Baby, I'll handle it when I get home. Just don't worry. It's going to be all right, you know. Uh, but I got home, and that's the first thing. When I walked in the door, she said, you going to check that sink? I mean, here I was doing so. You're going to first thing, Brother Dave, you're going to check that sink, right? Yeah, okay, got it on my list, you know. I went in there, and there was. There's a little bitty rust pocket that I guess in the, buck, in the um, bucket material when they made it, it had been flaked off, and it, it's a little bitty hole. It's not even, it's like a pen. I mean, it barely is dripping. And I told her, I said, well, I can get some, uh, what do they call it, that uh, flex seal, <laughs> some, some J.B. Weld or something. She was telling me all what I need. She said, well, J.B. Weld, hold it, because she's heard me and Joseph say, get J.B. Weld, we can fix it, you know. <laughs> but make a long story short, we're going to get it took care of. But I'm here to tell you this right here. The water has to have a, the water don't get in the bucket, listen, until you do what? It don't leak until you turn on the water. Okay? See right here, Jesus, he wanted to do one thing. He wanted to stop the water from getting in the boat to finish sinking the boat. He spoke to the waves, to the sea. Peace be still. He spoke to the circumstance, Brother David, that would not allow no more water to come in. He is speaking to us, cast all your cares upon me. I want to stop the problem that the enemy has shoved in there on you. He, God is able to do that. Why? Because he said, cast all your cares on me. All right, then the next part of this verse, he said this right here. In other words, what he said to the, to the waves right there, the water, he said, peace be still. In other words, he said, be calm. All right, then he went to this next part. He, saw, he told what the winds to see. He said, now I've done stopped the water coming in. You're not going to blow any harder. In other words, Brother David, he spoke to the wind. Can I say this right here? The Bible speaks about whosoever saith to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and doubt not, okay? Can I say this right here? You need to go to the Lord before you start talking to the mountain. Because you need to go. Why? Why you say this, Brother Dave? I want to give you this right here. Because he says, in my name you can do these things. You need to make sure you got the authority from him to speak to the mountain. You can go, Brother David, and say, mountain, 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 move, 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 move. And that mountain's going to just sit there. But if you go with the authority in my name, you can do what? You can lay hands on the sick. You can cast out devils. There should no plague come nigh your dwelling in my name. All right, so I go to him first, Brother Tex. I double check myself. Come on, y'all. We got to get, we got to present our bodies holy and acceptable unto him, okay? 
Sisters and brothers, we got to go to him. Now, Lord, I, I don't want, you know, no problem out of the devil. I want to go in, in your name. So I go to him first, and then I go to the enemy and say, Okay, enemy, be thou removed. He spoke to the waves, and they stopped, and then he said, I'm going to stop the one that caused the waves. You got to take authority over the situation, and then you got to take authority over the one that's shoving the situation on you. Does that make sense? He spoke to the water, they stopped, they quit coming in the boat. Then he said, Okay, when I'm going to stop you from causing any eruption. See, he wants to get that turbulence, Brother David, trying to build, you know, well, I got it all under control. But, Sister Pam, the enemy is out there building up another turbulence. I mean, you know, when, you, when there's a hurricane coming, they say, well, it's building up. It stopped. It's starting to build up. What it's doing is stopping in its place. It's gaining speed. See? But he didn't just stop the water. He stopped the one that was causing the water to come in the boat. Cast all your cares upon him. Okay? Let me go on with this right here. And then verse uh, 40. And he said unto them, Why are ye what? So what? Huh. Why are we get beside ourselves? Why do <laughs> Can I say this right here? Why do we let things get under our skin? <clears throat> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Somebody starts sandpapering you. And they don't back off. They just start really. You know, it's kind of like a teacher. You, you go down the chalkboard and just. With your fingernails. Y'all know what. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's the way the devil does. He wants to let you know he's in the house. Raking. See. But we should not be fearful. Why? Because we, have, we know the word. Brother Zach had brought a lot of this out this morning. We have the wisdom of God. I've cast my cares upon him. And I believe he loves me enough, Brother David. He's going to resist that enemy that's trying to bring the water in my boat. He's stopping the water. And he's also going to stop the winds. Yes. Can I say this right here? The enemy has carriers. The enemy has carriers. He has imps, I call them, to perform his dirty work. To get in, to get in there and start trying to stir something up that it ain't nothing to it to start with. But we, what we do, we say, fill her up. We start listening to what the enemy says. Now what about this if it gets any worse? I talked to a person the other day about some uh, medical things. A, a, a pastor friend of mine, we was talking about a lady uh, uh, that was in the hospital, and he was telling me some things about her husband, the way her husband has, has changed his thinking. And he said it was amazing. He said three years ago they would talk so negative. He said, but now they're talking so positive. 
You see? And, and it's what I'm talking about. Speak to believe. You got to, sometimes you got to recreate some new words in you. Get rid of that old stuff and let God create some new words there that speak in life and not death. Speak in promises, not disappointment. And I want to say this right here. Speak in faith and not fear. Because this scripture is talking about right here. He said, why? Why? I mean, he understands it. And he says, why are you so fearful? I mean, fear's gripping their hearts. I mean, they're so afraid. But understand, man, Jesus is with us. We're not going down. I went to church Sunday. I mean, I can't go down. I praise the Lord Sunday morning. I can't go down. You're not going down. You're going over to the other side. See, the disciples lost focus. Why? Because of the circumstance. The boat got full. They, they freaked out. I mean, hey, how many would freak out? Me and Joseph and Skyler. We freaked, me and Skyler especially, we was in the boat. Joseph was still in the pickup. And, and Skyler says, Pop, there's a lot of water in this boat. <laughs> and Skyler was hollering, Daddy, back up. Please back up. We're going down. <laughs> I needed a trailer. <laughs> Get me out of this water. But understand, let me, let me hurry with this here because I, I want, I want to get, get this across to you here. Why are you so fearful? Now listen to what it says in the, in, the, in the 40th latter part. How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another. Now this is a point I want to bring to you this morning. What manner of man is this? What manner of man is this? I want to give you some scriptures this morning. Let's turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. I want you to maybe if you can write these down or circle this in your Bible. Make some note of this right here because I'm going to give you some scripture here this morning. Jesus was with them in the boat. But now listen what this verse here. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 4 starting in verse 18. Or let's, let's, let's back up to, let's go to verse 15. I want to just read it all. That way you get the whole concept. And he taught in their synagogue, being glorified of all. And he, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as, he, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for, the, for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book, the scroll of the prophets Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written. It's over in Isaiah 61, 1 as well as in this passive scripture right here. Listen to what it says. When they delivered him the book, the scroll, this is what Jesus read right here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has done what? He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Y'all got to get this in your spirit this morning. To preach deliverance to the captive and recovery of the sight to the blind. To set at liberty them who are bruised. Understand this right here. He was delivered the word. He was the word. 
Isaiah had already prophesied over in Isaiah 61. And as Jesus read this right here, he said, and the spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, he was saying, I am the Messiah. It blew them away. They did not want to accept that. But he went on. He did not stop at their, at their looks. They was like, <laughs> y'all hear, he, hear what he's saying? Can y'all imagine those priests that was sitting there, Brother David? Blasphemer. Begin to make accusations out at him. But he didn't stop because of the looks or by the murmuring. Why? Because let me say this right here. You know what murmuring does? It brings doubt. I read that up this morning in, in one of the books that I had, and it talked about over in the Greeks about murmuring, and it gave the definition of that in Greek and everything, but it, and it made the statement there, murmuring brings doubt. It allows confusion to come in. But understand it, when, they, when he received that, he began to read, he said, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And right then, understand this, in my name you can do these things. I mean, the Bible plainly talks about this. But when he began to read that, there was dispute. There, be, there was murmuring begin to take place. Let me tell you this, when the enemy brings the water in, trying to sink you down, you have the authority. You begin to speak over that situation tell it it has to leave. The, the circumstances has to stop. The devil's going to come against you and begin to murmur and say, who do you think you are? What with what authority do you say this? The Bible even talks about the disciples when they went back to the back of the boat, they even made the statement there in another, in another book. They said, with a what authority even the winds obey him. Am I right, Brother David? They said, with what authority? I mean, can you imagine, Sister Pam, the authority that Jesus had? And they sit there and they said, now what kind of man is this? With the words that he spoke, he told the winds what to do. He told the waves what to do. With what authority has he got? He's got this authority right here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because of the anointing. We have that same spirit upon us, that anointing of God. We can speak in his name. I want this to get in your spirit this morning. In his name, we have that authority. Because I want to read this to you one more time. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why is the spirit of the Lord upon him? Because he has anointed me. To do what? To preach the gospel, to share the gospel, to make it. Not, in other words, I want to get this in your spirit. Our Wednesday night, our, our chain services. I want people to understand, we're here to bring the gospel. We're here to preach the gospel. We're here to infill people with God's word. Make it known. Make it available. Amen. Amen. Because he, he goes on, the, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me in to, to heal the brokenhearted. We're, we're dealing with some of that right there. We're going to deal with some of that on Wednesday night. To preach deliverance to the captive. There are people that are in captivity. They was murmuring at this among themselves. They was trying to bring division. What does the Bible say about a divided house? It what? It won't stand. 
And what they was doing, they was trying to bring division. Here he was, Brother David, the one that says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me. I am the Messiah. I am the resurrection. I am the power. But they murmured. They, they resisted that. They was, looking for the, they was looking for the King of kings. They was looking for the Lord of lords. But they was resisting him. They wouldn't believe here because listen to what it said here. To preach deliverance unto the captive. And I want to go a little bit further here. And recover to the side of the blind to set at liberty them who are bruised. And now this latter part of this in verse 19, I want to bring this to you. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. It's time for us to realize, it's time for us to open our mouths. It's time for us to open our mouths. The enemy has the wind that make believe lion trying to walk about seeking whom he may devour. He's, he's searching out. And I, I said this a while ago and I say it again. It don't matter who you are. He wants to seek out any little problem, any little situation and he wants to bring it in there on you and, and, and make you believe, well, I can't get over this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me tell you one thing. Cast your cares upon him because he cares. R relate. I, I don't beg you this morning. I ask you to cast your cares. Release these situations. Turn it over to him. Let go of these things and say, oh, Lord, I cannot handle it enough. I'm going to let you have it. Turn loose of it. We have children, we have family, we've have, we have jobs, we have situations that we just don't, we can't see to the other side of it. I'm here to tell you this morning, God's going to make a way for you to escape. Amen? He, the Bible said he won't put anything on you that he won't make a way, okay? All right, I want us to go to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1. While you're turning there this morning, one thing I want you to understand, you can't just get in the line to be prayed for without faith. You got to get in the line to be prayed for with faith. It's not the pastor, it's not anybody else, it's your faith. We need to exercise our faith. But listen to what this is saying right here. Now this is something I want you to really get in your spirit. We got to speak this to believe this. Why? Because verse uh, 1 in chapter 8 of Romans says, There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in what? In Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me what? free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that, it was, it was weak through the flesh. I want this to get in your spirit, this part right here. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, understand, for sin. You don't have to suffer for your sin. He's done paid the suffering for your sin. Okay? Why? Because, and for your sin, condemning sin in the flesh. Aren't we born in the flesh? But we must be born again in the spirit. 
but he did away, Brother Zach, of the sin nature of man, okay? I want to, I want to, I want to give this to you in verse, verse four. For the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in who? In us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, verse five, listen to what this, this will give you freedom right here. For they who are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they who are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Shout, folks. Shout, folks. I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities of the air. See, the devil don't want you to know that you're free. But whom the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. Okay? All right. Let me go on to this same chapter. Let's skip on over to verse uh, 32. I want to give you enough of the word here this morning. Verse 32. Who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for who? For us all. Verse 32. Romans 8, 32. But delivered him up for us all. Not just part of us, but for all. Even those that don't feel like they've been delivered, you are delivered. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Y'all got to get that in your spirit. Now, we think we ought not get it. I want to give you a little reference here. It says, we can have all things that pertain to life and godliness, which Jesus paid for us at the cross. Providing our faith is ever in Christ as he placed himself upon the cross. Now, do we get to the place that we don't believe or do, are we at the place that we do believe? Back up in verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? We're in life. We're floating. Everything's going fine. I'm going to close with this right here. Everything's peachy. Everything's going good. We just, man, we just having a good time. We're, man, this is a life of the lifestyle of the rich and the famous. Brother Tex, we get to go fishing whenever we want to. We just have a good time. Don't have to worry about no man chores. You know, we come in, everything's just, ain't nothing breaking down. Man, everything just, grandkids, man, they're just happy. They're not arguing and they're not, you know, getting on our nerves. I mean, everything's just, whoo, man, this is, this is good. <laughs> this is what heaven's like. But all of a sudden, somebody throws a, a stick in your spoke on your bicycle and it throws you unaware, skins you up good. Oh, man, where did that stick come from, Brother Tech? What? Where did that rock that I just come and it twisted my handlebars on my, where did I, where did this take my, how did I, I didn't deserve this. Everything was going fine. It's like Joseph that morning or that afternoon on his bicycle. Now, you've told this, but man, Joseph was wheeling right on down that driveway. Man, he had, man, I'm going to hit that highway. Mama ain't here. I ain't got my helmet on. Man, I'm cooling it today. All of a sudden, bam, boom, crush. All that happiness come to a stop. 
See, the devil wants to stop you with situations. Load you down. With, now understand this here. We're, we're, we're loaded with God's benefits. Okay, we're supposed to be loaded with God's benefit, with God's blessing. The devil don't like seeing you praise the Lord. The devil don't like to see you giving in the offering plan. The devil don't like you helping somebody out. The devil don't like you stopping and doing something for somebody else. See, man, I mean, hey, that's out of his culture. That's why he wants to throw something in there like he did the water in the boat. He began to blow, and then he put the water and it began to flow over in that boat, and they begin to, man, begin to get worried. They begin to get fearful. Well, I went to church. Why is this happening to me? Come on, folks. Everything's going fine. Man, I ain't done nothing to deserve this. No, you hadn't. But the devil wants to try. But see, when he comes in, let me say this right here. When he comes in, God's already trying to tell you, you got this. You just got to speak to it. Why? Because Mark 11 says, whosoever saith to the mountain. You ain't got to wait till we get to church and say, well, Brother David, you just don't know what I've been going through this week. I've, got, I've had a load on me. See all these rocks back here? It's so heavy. These taters sure are heavy. Come on. What am I going to do about this? Don't you have authority? Because he said, when you get to church, you get everybody together and y'all start talking to that mountain and I'll see if I can remove. No, he said, whosoever saith to the mountain. That's giving Brother Tex authority. That's giving Brother John authority. That's giving Pam. That's giving Zach. That's giving Joseph. That's giving Skylar. That's giving me the authority to speak to the mountain. But when they... The circumstance was on them. Brother David, you just don't know. You ain't in my situation. Hey, I'm not God. I'm just a pastor. That same devil that comes after you comes after me. And let me tell you one thing. He don't, he don't take it easy. He wants to come. But see, when they, the boat was getting full, and understand this. You go back and you read that passage. There was other boats that went with them. Do you think there was, and I'm saying that to say this right here. It ain't just you that's having the problem. There's other people that's having problems. Do you understand? You think, Brother Ted, well, nobody's going through what we're going through. Them other boats out there, was, the wind was blowing too. And I just imagine, Brother David, their boats was beginning to get full of water as well. But listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. I'm fixing to tell you some good news. When Jesus stood up and took authority, he took authority over everything. Why? Because he said, cast all your cares. Those disciples that was with him, they had other friends in them other boats. And Brother David, they was concerned about their friends too. Well, what about our friends over there? They're okay too. I, believe, I feel the witness of that. Jesus, there's no respect to person with God. He's not going to just work Sister Tony and Brother Texas problem out and leave Sister Pam and say, well, I just ain't got time for you today. That ain't the God that we serve. When they got, it's not recorded, but when they got to the other side, those other boats was coming in just as well as they were. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you.
Why? Because that's why, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why he said, cast all your cares upon me. Release this and let me take care of it. Release, just, just let go of it. Release it. Let, let me have that. Amen. Let me read one, two more verses here and I'm going to close. I want, I want to skip on down. Verse 37 in that same chapter, chapter 8. Listen to what it says. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. When did he love us? When he went to the cross. And he's still loving us more today. And now this is a part I want you to get. We need, when we, we get in these alleyways and there's no way out. We, we, I was at watching a, a program the other night and there was, there was this boy that stole this lady's purse. And he ran down an alley, you know, thinking he was, this was a getaway alley. He thought it was gone. But he got down to that alley and it was a chain link fence locked. But hey, the chain link fence, he could not climb it in such. And there come two law officers and this lady was already there. To, he stole her purse. She was fixing to put the smack down on him. And those officers said, lady, we'll handle this. But I'm here to tell you, we got to get to this place right here. That lady, that, that, that young boy stole her purse. She wasn't going to take it laying down. There wasn't no police officers all of a sudden. There they came. But at first, Brother David, she was, she was on, it, on her own. We, we're on our own, but we've got to come to this verse right here. For I am what? Persuaded. I'm persuaded. We ain't got to come together as a group, but we need to be persuaded ourselves. Because listen to what it said right here. For I am persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor other, other creatures shall be able to separate us from what? The love of God which is in where? In Christ Jesus who? Our Lord. He's my Lord. He's my, he's my Lord. He's my Lord. I want to give you just a little illustration. I'm going to close. But I heard this this morning and it, and it just blessed my heart. We come to the house of the Lord a lot of times and we, the preacher's preaching and we got our minds going and we got our minds just going 100 mile an hour. We got this to do. We got that to do. We, we, you know, yeah, Brother David, I heard, I heard part of that. I, yeah, that was for me, but the rest of it's for that and this behind me. I know they need it more than I do this morning. But I heard a little illustration this morning. There was a guy, he had, a, had a, a grand, or his son, one of his sons. He said he went into his room and his son had those earplugs in. And he was, had his little music or his computer or whatever. And he was, you know, going on. And he walked in and he, he was there. And he, his son looked at him and he spoke to him and says, You need to get them out of here. I need to tell you something. He just kept on, you know, so... He said, okay. He said, so he turned around, walked out of the, out of the bedroom, went in there and told his other two kids. He said, hey, kids, y'all want to go to uh, Dairy Queen? They said, oh, yeah, well, you're going to get us banana split and all this. And he walked back in there one more time. He opened the door, Brother David, and he told that other little boy, he said, hey, he said we're going to Dairy Queen. We'll get us ice cream. You want to go? And that boy was just, you know, just <laughs> couldn't hear him. The Bible says, he that hath the ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Mm -hmm. 
We need to learn that we got a God that we can cast our cares on. They went to Dairy Queen, got them ice cream and come back. And one of his little kids, you know how the little ones, they have it all over their face. And that boy came out of his room and pulled his ear things out. And he said, where y'all been? Well, we went down to Dairy Queen, got us a banana split and ice cream and a, a frosty and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't get to go. And his dad says, you didn't hear what your dad said. We can come to church. We can participate. But are we hearing what God's saying? Cast our cares on him. Folks, I know we all have problems. And, and we have situations. But God is saying this morning, relate to me. Let me, let me handle this. I can, I can take care of it. Those disciples, they, they was, they was in, a, in a fright. They was going down. But they knew where their power, they knew where the strength was. Let's go wake him up. Let's go get him up. He'll take care. Folks, I'm here to tell you this morning, let's get a hold of God. God is able to take care of things. It's hard on us. I know we're human. We have situations. Every one of us here, we have situations. But I'm here to tell you this morning, relate to him. Trust him. Say, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you with this. I know you can handle it. I want, I want to release it. And sometimes it's hard to release things. Am I right? It's hard to let go of things. But sometimes you just got to, I got to, I got to do what the Spirit's telling me to do. Sister Dorothy, I got to let go of it. We, you know what? You can pamper somebody. You can, come on. We can pamper somebody. We can give in. But sometimes we just got to put our foot down. My daddy put more than his foot down. <laughs> Hey, he said something that you didn't do it the next time you felt it. You didn't, you didn't just hear it, Brother Tex. You felt it. I'm here to say this morning, let's take our earplugs out and hear what God's saying. Would you stand with us this morning? Let's cast our cares on him. This morning, I want to close. I just want a, a, a lift of hands this morning. All you got to do, and it's not meaning that you're dragging the bottom. How many has got situation this morning you need to just give it to God? Amen. See, God's going to honor you for that faithfulness, right? What you did right then, you just said, Lord, it's me. I'm one of them. He wants us to let go of it. Amy sings that song, Break Every Chain. You know, sometimes the devil wants to chain us up, get us all twisted up. But you know, Paul and Silas was in jail. They was chained. But they did what? They began to sing praises. They began to thank the Lord. Everybody thought they was crazy. You're crazy. Man, do you know? You really know what you're going through and you down here singing praises to the Lord? Man, it stinks down here. You look at them things that's crawling around and you're going to praise the Lord. What good's that going to do? We're going to get out of here. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm just giving you a little. But they begin to sing praises, David. And God heard those prayers. What they did, they released everything. They cast their care on him. Oh, Lord, I'm in a situation. And let me say this right here. Man puts you in situations. It might not be your fault. Man puts you, hey, I, me and Sister Teresa have been to some things that, that we didn't have nothing to do with. But Brother Tony, Sister Tony, God reached down there and said, look what man's done. I'm going I'm to make a way for you to escape it. 
He took up, Brother Tex, he took us out of that situation. What man, let me say this right here. What man does to destroy you, God will make a way for you to escape it. Why? Because I just read you, if God be for us, who can be against us? Father, I pray this morning, Lord, that the enemy is a liar. And I pray over every individual here, every family that's here represented this morning, I cast down those imaginations this morning. Those problems, those things that has risen up in our lives, I cast it down this morning. It has no more authority over me. Why? Because I'm releasing it, Lord, to you. I'm rolling my cares over on you. Father, I speak for every person here this morning that's represented families, maybe even jobs this morning. Lord, we're going to roll our cares upon you. Why? Your word says you care. And you sent your son to, to conquer everything, every possibility was brought forth through Calvary that we can have life and we can have it more abundantly this morning. Father, I, I speak the abundance, the blessings, the promises of God this morning. I speak it into existence. It's not the normal for this world, but is, it is the normal of God's word. He tells us in his word, come unto him. All of us that labor and are heavy laden, and he said he'd give us rest. Father, I pray this morning, Lord, let us cast our cares, Lord, that we can be having the rest in you. We can be in the blessed place with you this morning. Father, grant this this morning, Lord. I pray upon everyone that is here this morning, the blessings, the promises of God, Lord. And all these things were made more than conquerors. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah.